Hello, <laughs> And hello to you <laughs> listeners to The Eagle is Stranded. It's day 14. We are now reaching the two-week mark. And you join myself and my fiancé in the kitchen. Don't worry, when I say the kitchen, I of course do mean our kitchen. We have not moved out of our lockdown environment. We're still here. And we haven't really had an argument, I think it's safe to say, Ali. Bloody well have, no. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we talked about the first argument that we'd ever had, and it wasn't really an argument, that one, that was the arguing over the release date of Gina G's, who are just a little bit. That led to a whole host of Gina G-related goings-ons. Going-ons? Goings-on? Which, which would you say? Going-ons? Goings-ons? Goings-on. Goings-on. Interesting. Going-ons? I don't Going- know. Ah. Yeah, we could have an argument about it. We will return, of course, to the subject of Gina G. Many people worrying that as soon as we appointed ourselves the official source for Gina G news, that we have now negated to give you any Gina G news. We will be doing that, but I'm just aware that there may be some people, as crazy as it may seem, who will do not want daily updates on Gina G, and they would stop listening to The Eagle is Stranded if I did that. I've got to be mindful that there are different people and they tune in for all sorts of different reasons. And it's trying to keep people happy, trying to keep everybody happy across the board. And I know that some people will be getting impatient. Where is the Gina G news? So maybe we'll cover some Gina G news later today. If not, we'll be back with some Gina G news tomorrow. However, I thought, as I've got onto the subject of arguing, that we would maybe talk about our, I would say, our real argument that we had. But before we do that, we should explain. There's a lot of things I've got open in the air. There's the promise, the potential promise of Gina G newsletter. There is the story of this argument in the offing. But first, I've digressed again. But I've digressed because I would like to give you the current situation of what is going on. We are about to cook our evening meal and you can now hear the sound of water boiling in a pan. I'm slightly disappointed the fact that the sound effects, the ambiance of the cooking will not be as good as it would be if we were cooking in Ellie's because she has a gas hob, we have an induction hob, uh, which has many benefits. An induction hob, it's easy to clean, it doesn't get hot, as in it, well, to, it touch. to touch, because it's an electromagnetic thing. However, one of the grave disadvantages is that the sound isn't as good because it isn't a constant heat, so you're not getting as good a sound, especially with frying, and I really miss that sound when you're frying because you're not getting the gas on it so it's not that same sound it's one of the reasons why i spend so much time with ellie and uh, (laughs) it's because she's got a gas hob i'm only in it for the hob (laughs) all right i thought you were gonna go there i thought you were i thought there was a little rhyme on you you were going for there and (laughs) anyway so the boiling yes i've put the brown rice on oh yeah brown rice takes a little bit longer and turn it down a bit so it'll simmer that's That's all right, but people are still listening because they're aware that there is a story about an argument that we had coming very shortly. Meanwhile, though, while the rice simmers, you are preparing the vegetables. And what are the vegetables? Fine green beans. Some fine green beans. What, what do you mean by? On the back. Hmm. Um, Did, oh, the heck is that? What's that? I've got literally no idea. 
Ellie? Oh, I think uh, it might be a bread maker. Oh, right. <laughs> Didn't know that. Ben's obviously started making bread and just this noise just came on from behind us. It's, he's not got it set up in the kitchen. He's got it set up in the dining room bit. So it was just this noise from behind us. And I was starting to think it might have been like a Paul Temple moment about to happen. What's that noise? Can you hear that? Because I've been listening to a lot of Paul Temple. One of my first thoughts was, who's trying to foil the podcast? You were talking, we were talking about fine green beans. Fine green. You mean like because they're fine as in they're thin? Well, it says fine beans technically, but they are green um, I don't know. What are fine beans? Green beans are the unripe, young fruit and protective pods of various mm. cultivars of the common bean. Immature or young pods of the runner bean, yardlong bean and uh, hyacinth bean are used in a similar way. That... what? Did I said fine beans and it automatically corrected it to green beans? So fine beans must be a new green beans. Uh, so I'm now chopping up a red pepper. I've done half a red onion and we're going to have about half of an aubergine as well. Plus corn and it's going to be a Thai massaman curry. I've also got fresh coriander that we can put on top. I've got some cashews. Oh, and are we and going to... Toast the cashews. Yes, toast the cashews. Oh, do you want a bit of cabbage in it or should we save the cabbage for something else? If the cabbage isn't going to go off, then we could, we could maybe save it for something else. It would be perhaps overly decadent yeah. in these times to put in a bit of cabbage. <laughs> go easy on the cabbage in these times. Yeah, so I've put in the Massamam curry paste with aubergine, corn and onion. It's and smelling down a bit. absolutely delightful. And then I'm going to add a tin of coconut milk on the rest of the veg. And then that's going to just cook away until the rice is ready. So, the argument. It was less about the subject matter. It was less about us and more to... Well, it was Boris Johnson, essentially, yeah. was to blame for this, I, I think. Yeah. And we wish, we wish him well. I mean, it would be ironic because there's quite a few conservative people at the moment in the cabinet who've now got coronavirus, I believe. Wouldn't it be ironic if they had to set up an emergency cabinet and it was all the people who Boris essentially ousted? So he had that whole thing of purging the Conservative Party. It gets to the point where they're just like, oh, bloody hell, we're going to have to form another government because these people can't serve. We're going to have to get all these people back. The argument. Yes. It took place just after the election result came in. 12th of December. And I, oh, I was absolutely despondent. i just finished a gig. It was an odd one because I've been doing stand-up gigs all that week. And I did a little straw poll because I get free drink vouchers often at part of these gigs. And I never really drink while I'm doing these gigs. So I never use them. So I was offering these vouchers to anyone who hadn't voted Conservative or UKIP. And I said, if you, who's not voted? I said, who's not going to vote Conservative or UKIP in the forthcoming election? And everyone cheered. So I ended up just throwing the tickets into the audience. And I did that about five gigs before the election. It felt, therefore, like we had a chance. It felt like change was possible. It turns out that, yeah, I don't think the comedy audience is necessarily representative of the population. So I was absolutely crushed by this. And I was also crushed by the fact that I'd had about an hour to wait at the bus station for the Megabus. And then it was going to be a four and a half hour journey back to Sheffield from London, I think it was going to be. 
So I knew I wasn't going to be home for six hours and already the result had come in and we knew the way it was going. I felt so despondent and when you just, I just thought I cannot cope with this for six hours. But I knew I was compelled, I knew I was going to just listen to the radio. I knew I didn't have a choice and it was almost the last thing I wanted to do was hear these results come in but I felt I had to be there. I was invested too much in it and it was just a horrible experience. And I called Ellie up and when uh, I think Ellie was trying to not think about yeah, it too so much. I had seen something on Twitter about the exit polls and I thought, oh no. So I decided that for my own mental well-being, I would not sit and watch the news coverage because I would just get rubbish sleep and then we'd have to face it all tomorrow anyway. So I thought I will sit and make a blanket and watch the lovely film from 1994, Little Women, because it's enjoyable and it was wintry. So I just put that on and then David called. Yes, I didn't You're do... No, I did not help your plan there in the slightest. So I ranted and railed. I was quite dismissive of everybody around me as well. Yeah. I was like, who are these people? Who are these people? Are they, they're probably among me now and I was really having a go. I mean, I could, <laughs> and actually in fairness, they might have not even known I was talking about the vote. There are a lot of people of varying nationalities who travel by a megabus late at night seemingly they probably thought who are these people what are they doing to our country yeah now i think about it actually and then the announcer at the bus station said the next bus is going to birmingham and that was it that was a thing that just tipped me over the edge and i said who pronounces it birmingham i said surely it's, it's birmingham everyone knows it's birmingham who lives in this country and calls it birmingham and before you have a go at me this person was clearly English, he had an English accent. It's not like I'd picked on some bloke or something who clearly wasn't from here and got who calls it Birmingham? Because <laughs> again, that wouldn't have gone down too well with everybody there. <laughs> but then Ellie, I thought she was going to agree with me, but I think she was getting a bit kind of worked up by the fact that I'd obviously I'd brought her mind back to the thing that she was trying to avoid. And I'd said I didn't really want to talk about it, but you needed to, so fine. But then the Birmingham thing came. And I said, Who, which idiot calls it Birmingham? And then Ellie said that her granddad... My mum's family are all from Birmingham. I spent a lot of time with Nan and Grandad when I was little. And Grandad would drive us round and he would say... Sorry, I'm just getting a small frying pan out so I can toast your nuts. Which is a weird <laughs> thing to say when you're driving. Well, there you go. She's got quite the capricious granddad. <laughs> he would drive us around and say that Birmingham is the city of trees. And he would sometimes say Birmingham. Um, I don't understand. And when Ellie said this, it just tipped me over the edge even more. I was incredulous. And I said, well, your granddad, and I, I don't think I finished the sentence, but I was just like, what? and I just kept saying, well, your... No, 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 no. so what I said, because yes. you, were, you were kind of shouting, and I was aware <laughs> that the person who was making the announcements may be within earshot. And I said, to stop shouting at someone for doing their job some people say birmingham stop being crossed because you're crossed about the election and then you said well i said well consider this our first argument <laughs> and then i proceeded to hang up <laughs> i hung up and the weird thing is i did it and as soon as i did it as angry as and upset as i was by not uh, ellie or anything like that but just with the situation as i was hanging up or even before that point I knew it was a stupid thing to do. I knew it was a headstrong, idiotic thing to do. 
but as a strange part of my brain was just like no i need the drama i need this it's almost like a distraction thing so i'm going to have an argument with ellie and so even though i knew it was a stupid thing i hung up and then i should have rang back straight away yes you should but i i didn't i decided just to let it fester let it fester even longer and then ellie rang back and even though at this point I knew this was ridiculous, this is absolutely stupid, we just had our first ever argument. We've been together for about a year at this point, and our first argument is over the pronunciation of Birmingham. I mean, I don't really see it as an argument. I see it as you being frustrated and acting out a little bit. Well, yeah, which is essentially it's an argument, really. It is really. not really an argument. It is an argument, Ellie. I must insist. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway. We'll put it as a poll on Twitter, shall we? <laughs> You've heard this I think I'd insulted all the polls <laughs> who were sat around me, but uh, anyway. What would contretemps sound better? It's the same thing as an argument, but it sounds... it's French. <laughs> so it sounds nicer. Let's call it a contretemps. I don't know. Contretemps. Okay. It's like a French argument. It's not a French argument. It's French for argument. Okay. Contretemps, yeah, because it's like contra to disagree. You know, the contrary. Tom. Time. So disagreement time, Excellent. I suppose. If anyone else wants to chime in, any Francophiles, I mean, or even genuine French people. I mean, there is a French person upstairs. She is working. Uh, it's gone six o'clock now. So, Caesar. That's not what she's called. I'm just doing the French for six o'clock. She's called Elsa. I bet you Elsa pronounces Birmingham, Birmingham. I just have the feeling that she would. But that's maybe, maybe that could be something to look forward to. I'll find that out tomorrow. Always good to keep them wanting. Always good to tease them. You know, that's what happens on Paul Temple. On Paul Temple, there's the sound of a ticking. What could it be? We'll find out in the next episode. For The Eagle is Stranded, how does my housemate pronounce Birmingham? Oh. What? Ah, there you go. There's a bit of drama. Will Ellie's finger survive? Find out tomorrow. For day 15, The Eagle is Stranded.